y'all doing? How did you get a microphone? How did you? Wait on. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Not the plates. That's not how it goes. That's where we eat. You got to. No, 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 no. This is a solo, and you interrupted her solo. She didn't give it. You should have asked us to sing. We are so willing to sing. I found the mic, and that meant I had to sing. How did you know we were even having service? We were here last night at the midnight mass. We didn't have and mass, and it here, wasn't so we've been waiting. All right, all right, time out. All right, you know how Let you all have that family member or two that make Christmas a little more interesting. We're the best ones. The, this is Cecil and Penelope. They're part of our church family, and, yep. and uh, even though they often try to have this stage is slick. It is slick. Where's your shoes at? Cecil? I don't have shoes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> We we uh we saw push, you last push. we saw you last we had a service last night too man we had a great service last night yeah. and yeah, you guys yeah, were yeah. here yeah. for that too I you thought tried maybe to fool us. I did try hey, to fool hey hey Melody yeah you're like the um what the wise man I'm like the wise man you want me to follow you oh yeah I see the star <laughs> I see the star oh it's a falling, falling star. star you gotta make a wish. <laughs> All right. Stage is hard. Well, what are y'all doing okay. here? Well, Pastor Anthony, we heard, you know, that this is Christmas, and you really like Christmas because it's the same story, and you get to tell it, and you don't have to do any prep for your message. And we just wanted to make sure. He had the week off. What are you talking about? Yeah. We were at his house, uh, and he wasn't there. <laughs> well, how are you at my house? Okay. Yeah. You weren't there. Y'all make me house. so nervous you when you're on be, stage. You should be afraid. I am. Okay. Um, we wanted to make sure that you got the story right because if you mess this one up, it's big. It is big. Everybody knows the story. This is the cornerstone of the religion. That's okay. right. <laughs> okay. So, what's okay. your favorite part of the story? What I mean, everybody's kind of got their favorite part. Yeah. Obviously, you're, the donkey. You like yeah. the donkey. He likes I like the, the donkey. donkey. I like the Caesar salad. Caesar salad. Yes. And the, don't forget the Jalo angel. Yes. <laughs> what? And Jalo the angel appeared to them and said, you got to get low like this, and said, glory to God in the highest. And also, J-Lo said, fear not. Oh, goodness yeah, gracious. She didn't want you to fear. Why do you think her name was J-Lo? I don't know. So it says in that book you carry and around. And low the angel. Oh, it's got to be J-Lo. No, no, no. It wasn't That's the J-Lo. only low I know. Yeah, Different okay. low. was a, a big house called Bethlehem. Yeah. Okay. And they got there and there was no room in the end 
of the story. No, in the end, and there was no room. No room. And it was so at the beginning. She had to, yeah, at the beginning. In the beginning, there was no way. That's Genesis. Okay. All right. So they, so they got there, and the days were completed. Okay. What does that mean? I don't know. I was hoping you'd know that. You're the pastor. Okay. All right. So do you mean she had the baby? Yeah. Oh, she had the baby. Okay. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie okay, Brown. she had the baby. All right. The baby. Okay. The baby. Okay. So she had the baby. I'm so glad we came today. She okay. had the baby. She had the baby. Y'all wouldn't even have known she had the baby. She had we the baby. We here. And they had a manager in the stable. Yeah. What do you mean a manager? Khaki Somebody pants. that goes, you got to come in on Saturday. Yeah. And it's a normal <laughs> work day. Yeah. That, no, no, no. They put him in a manger, not That's a manager. That's what he said, a manager. No, 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 a manger, like a yes. feeding trough. How would they do that? That's where they put the baby. That didn't make a lot of sense. That I'm not sure. We're going to have to check the book on that one. Okay. That's not all right. in the King James. Okay. Okay. All right. So, and then the um, shepherds came, and they knew how to get there because of a star and an angel that may or may not have been named j -Lo. I'm a star. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. And, Shooting star. And they get there, and um, they see the baby, and Mary has put the baby in these strips of cloth. Okay. Swaddling clothes. Yeah, swaddling clothes. It just swaddled all around them, swaddled I guess. Around, okay, yep. yep. Keep and, him warm. Yep. And then the wise men came. Yes. Is the story over yet? I'm bored. They had, <laughs> they had a Groupon for gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Merv. Okay. But let me ask you. Those were gifts that they gave. Yes. But what do you think the greatest gift was? <gasps> oh, I what? know. Yes, I know. You, I know. You. I know. I know. You, you. Okay. Um, the greatest gift was Jesus. Absolutely. Yep. And was that the baby? Yes, yeah, that, okay. was the baby. that was the baby. And I got lost for a minute. Jesus is the greatest gift ever, greater than any gift you could get under the tree. And he was the greatest gift because he came for you. And he, he came, came for, you. for me. For me? He even came for you. Yes. And he came for you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. And you, 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 and you. We didn't realize this many people being here. We thought you weren't going to get anybody here today, Pastor. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. So what you're saying is. And you, 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 and us. He did come for all of us. Yeah, that was the greatest gift ever. Can I That's sing another song? You no. can definitely sing another song. We have another group of people in our other service in the back that would love to have you lead oh. worship for them. Let's go to awesome. the back. More people. I'm going to do that. Let's do that. More Let me people. tell you that. Let's okay. give Cecil and Penelope a big hand for a great reminder.
For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. And the government will rest upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. There will be no end to his government. Peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom. To establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. So God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. And she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. And the angel Gabriel appeared to her. And this is what he said. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. As you can imagine, Mary was confused and disturbed, and she tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her. God has chosen to bless you. You will become pregnant and have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. And he will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. But Mary asked the angel, how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy and will be called the Son of God. While Mary was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her fiancé, being a very just man, decided to break the engagement quietly so as to not disgrace her publicly. And as he considered this, he fell asleep, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't be afraid to go ahead with your marriage to Mary, for the child in her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins all of this happened to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet which said behold the virgin will conceive a child she will give birth to a son he will be called Emmanuel which means God with us this prophecy from Isaiah 7 14 was given 700 years before Jesus was even born when Joseph woke up he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And he brought Mary home to be his wife, but she remained a virgin until her son was born. And at that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And all who returned to their own towns registered for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to a place called Bethlehem in Judea, which was David's ancient home. He traveled from the village of Nazareth in Galilee and took with him Mary, his wife, who at this time was very great with child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. So she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and she laid him in a manger. And that night, there were shepherds in the fields outside the village guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly this angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. 
They were terribly frightened. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, they said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. A Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. This is how you will recognize him. You'll find a baby lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host from heaven, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. The angels left, and the shepherds said to each other, come, let's go to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they ran to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. The shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child, and all who heard their story were astonished. But Mary kept these things in her heart, and the shepherds went back to their fields flocks glorifying and praising God Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod and at the same time came wise men from the east to Jerusalem asking this question where is the newborn king of the Jews we've seen his star that arose and we've come to worship him as you can imagine, Herod was deeply disturbed by this question. He was the king, and all of Jerusalem was disturbed. So he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law. Where do these prophets say the Messiah will be born, he asked. In Bethlehem, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. O Bethlehem of Judea, you're not just a lowly village of Judah, for a ruler will come among you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. And this prophecy is found in Micah chapter 5 verse 2 and in 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 2. And both of these prophecies were written 700 years before Jesus was even born. So Herod sent a message to these wise men asking them to come see him. And at this meeting with them he learned the exact time when they first saw the star. And then he told them, go to Bethlehem, search diligently for the child. And when you find him, why don't you come and tell me too, that I may go and worship him for myself. And after this meeting, the wise men went on their way. Once again, the star appeared to them to guide them to Bethlehem. The star went ahead of them and stopped over the place where Jesus was. When they saw the star, they were filled with incredible joy. They entered the house where the child and his mother were, and they fell down and they worshipped him. They opened their treasure chests and they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But when it was time to leave, they went another way, because God had warned them in a dream not to visit Herod again. And after the wise men were gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream again. Get up, flee to Egypt where the, with the child and his mother. And the angel said, stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod will try and kill this child. 
That very night, Joseph left for Egypt with a child and Mary, his mother. And they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Out of Egypt have I called my son. When Herod learned the wise men had, had outwitted him, he was furious. He sent soldiers to kill all the baby boys in and around Bethlehem that were two years old and under because the wise men had told him that the star had first appeared to them about two years before. And then later, when Herod died, God's angel appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, take the child and his mother and return to Israel. All those who wish to murder the child are now dead. So Joseph obeyed. He arose. He took the child and his mother and re-entered Israel. When he heard, though, that Herod's son had taken over as king in Judea, he was afraid to go there. But then Joseph was directed in a dream to go to the hills of Galilee. On arriving, he settled in the village of Nazareth, which fulfilled the words of the prophet, and he shall be called a Nazarene. The word of God says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is the story Christmas. Would you pray with me right now? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for loving us so much that you would send your only son come to this world to take our place, to demonstrate how crazy you are about us, how deep and wide your love really is, Lord, so that we could experience an incredible relationship with you and have the unbelievable opportunity to spend eternity with you, rejoicing around your throne, praising you lifting you up and giving you glory. And Lord, on this Christmas morning, in the middle of hustle and bustle, in the middle of all the things that we do this time of year, often many of those things that distract us from the very meaning and message of Christmas, Lord, we hit the pause button, and we just remember, God, we reflect on the fact that you are the reason we celebrate Christmas. And we are so thankful for your incredible sacrifice for us all. Lord, we love you. We give you our praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. This is such a busy time of year. You could be anywhere in the world this morning. You could be sitting in your pajamas watching Home Alone. You could be watching your favorite Christmas Hallmark movie. They're all the same. But you could be watching your favorite Christmas movie. 
with the fact that you would hit the pause button long enough to come and gather like this and worship Jesus on this beautiful Christmas morning. That's a very special thing for us to do together. We had a wonderful Christmas Eve service last night. Room was packed. We had a great time with our church family. But today, it's just such a special day. It's Christmas. And, and to be able to sit and reflect and pray and worship and, and, and just think about what Jesus really means to us, not just today, but every day, is a really special thing. I, I got up yesterday morning and I got in my favorite chair and my favorite cup of coffee and I opened my Bible and I just, just let my mind kind of reflect and, and meditate on, on what Jesus really means to me. And I opened my Bible, and not really to a Christmas passage. In fact, I, I opened my Bible to Romans chapter 11, verse 36, and this is what Paul writes. It really brought me to this place. Paul says, for everything comes from Him. Everything. Every gift in your life, every person in your life, every blessing in your life, everything that happens for you, everything in your world. Paul says, everything comes from Him. And it exists by His power. I think we like to think that it's because we do something right. or We, we, we are powerful people and we are self-made and we make good choices and we do this and we do that. And as a result, we experience whatever it is we experience. But Paul reminds us, everything comes from Him and it all exists by His power. But Paul goes on to say, and it's for His glory. Everything in your life comes from Him, it exists by His power, and is intended for His glory. Do you realize that you were created for His glory? Your life and the way you live it is intended for His glory. And Paul says, all glory, all glory is His forevermore. On that first Christmas morning, shepherds came and worshipped him eventually wise men came and they worshipped him all came to worship this Christ child this savior coming to the world to to die for us and here we are over 2,000 years later coming together again saying we worship you we we know that we we exist because of you we we exist by your power and we are intended for your glory and so we come together to say all glory is yours Lord Jesus in his book, Hidden Christmas, Tim Keller writes this. All human beings have a motor. We have a motor inside of us. A motor of self-justification that's deep within our hearts. And we need to believe as human beings that we are competent to run our own lives and save ourselves. And anything that prevents this motor from running makes us angry. Nothing is a bigger problem for this whole complex system of repression and denial than Jesus himself. Because everything about Jesus, everything about his life says you are not your own. You were bought with a price. No one wants to hear that, he writes. It's not surprising that when Jesus spoke that message, the people of his day got really angry. It's not surprising that today, when the gospel message goes forward, there's still something inside of us that tries to fight it because somehow we feel like we are competent to save ourselves. 
reality is we're not. And it's why Jesus came to this earth in the first place, because he realized that we were a people that he loved that could not save ourselves. We needed a Savior. So he came to this world and he took that place. See, today we celebrate Christmas, but I can't think about Christmas. I can't think about his birth without thinking about his life, his death, and his resurrection. The fact that Jesus came to demonstrate his love. And the Bible says this, that greater love has no man than a man that would lay down his life for his friends. And that's exactly what he did for us. Can you imagine laying your life down for someone else? I think there are a few people in the world we'd lay our lives down for. We'd, we would probably say we'd do that for our family. We'd do that for our kids. We'd do that for our loved ones. But let's be honest. We don't even like to let people in when they want to get in our lane in front of us in traffic. We get a little frustrated when somebody cuts the line at Walmart. You know, much less lay our lives down for demonstrated the ultimate act of love when he died on a cross for your sin but not to stay in a grave but three days later defeat death hell in that grave and arose from the dead for your sins and mine today ascends seated at the right hand of the throne of God why because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him should never perish but have everlasting life and today we not only want to thank him for his birth want to thank him for his life, his death, and his resurrection. Would you stand with me this morning? We're going to worship the Lord in Holy Communion. And as we do, we invite you to the table. We have opened communion at North Park, which simply means you don't have to um, participate in a class or be a member of our church to participate. If you know Jesus as your Savior, we invite you to the table. There's no pressure here. If you don't want to participate by coming forward and receiving communion, that's okay. There's no pressure on you to do that. You can sit back, relax, enjoy, continue to worship with us. But I want us right now to prepare our hearts to receive communion, to remember, to reflect, to meditate on the sacredness of this moment and what it means to us. So Lord Jesus, you know our hearts. And I pray that there would be nothing that separates us from your glory. Lord, the greatest gift that we've ever been given is the gift of Jesus. We've talked about that already this morning. But Lord, the greatest gift that we can give you is our life. To offer our lives to you. And so Lord, I'm thankful for those in this room that call you their Savior. Lord, they are children of, of God. Lord, you, you reside in their heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. They are in fellowship and relationship with you. They have said yes to you. They've made a decision to follow you. But Lord, I recognize that there may be some people in the room that have not made that decision yet. And so right now, in the privacy of their devotion, the greatest gift they could ever give is their gift of themselves to you. And Lord, we do that by simply inviting you into our heart. And so in the privacy of their devotion, I just pray they pray this very simple prayer that says, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need your grace. And I ask you to wash me and cleanse me and set me free. I invite you to come into my life. Lord Jesus, I give you me. I give you my life. I surrender myself to you. And I ask you to give me strength to live my life for you every day. Lord, there's power in that prayer. There's power in that decision. There's power in that gift. And Lord, I am so thankful that today we worship you because of your grace and love. 
in this next song, we invite you to come and participate in communion together. I'm going to ask if you're, uh, we're going to just divide the congregation, kind of an imaginary line. Whichever line, side you want to get on, it's fine. If you're on this side of the line, you're going to go to the far side of the auditorium and you'll come down to receive the communion elements right here. They'll present to you the, the bread and, and you'll hear them say the body of Christ. They'll present to you the, the juice. You'll hear them say the, the blood of Jesus. You can take that, that, that bread, that cup there. You can deposit your, your cup in the trash can right um, immediately after. On this side, we'll go to the far side. We'll come down, receive communion, and you'll go back to your seat down the center aisle. We've got a lot of kids in the room. And if your kids are ready to participate in communion, we invite you to, to help them do that. This is a great opportunity for a teachable moment. Maybe you've never received communion with your children before. This is a great opportunity for you to do that. Parents, if you want to sit back for a second and talk to them and explain to them what that means and help them through the process, we certainly invite you to do that as long as they understand what this moment really means. But right now, let's worship the Lord in spirit and truth. Let's remember his sacrifice together through Holy Communion. This road had taken him Cause never in a million lives Would he have dreamed of Bethlehem And standing at the manger He saw with his own eyes message from the angel came alive and Joseph said why me I'm just a simple man of trade why him with all the rulers in the world why Inside this stable filled with hay, why she's just an ordinary girl, and now I'm not one to second guess what angels have to say, but this is such a strange way to save the world. To think of how it could have been If Jesus had come as he deserved There would have been no Bethlehem No lowly shepherds at his birth But Joseph knew the reason Love had to reach so far, and as he held the Savior in his arms, he must have thought, why me? 
I'm just a simple man of trade. Why, with all the rulers in the world, and why here inside this stable filled with hay? Why her? She's just an ordinary girl. have to say but this is such a strange way to save the world oh, oh, oh. now I'm not one to second guess is such a strange way to save the world. This is such a strange way, a strange way, a strange way to save I love so many different things about the Christmas service, but my favorite is what we're about to do next, and that's worship the Lord through a candlelight part of the service. When you came in, you were given a, a candle. Would you secure that now? There are a couple different types of candles today. Our kids have some very special candles. Those are magical candles that will not set the church on fire. So parents, help us out. Make sure they've got the right magical candle. Um, last night we had a kid who had one just kind of sitting on his head, uh, which I was very thankful that it was the magical candle. Um, tonight or today, as, as you secure your candle, during our next song, we invite you to sing and, and worship the Lord. And, and at, at, the, at the right given time, our hospitality team is going to come by and they're going the, to pass the torch. So you can sit back, relax. If you brought your own fire with you and it's in your pocket, just leave it there. We'll take care of it. We'll provide it for you at the right time. I want to worship the Lord in just a few moments. But during this time, I want us to reflect on the fact that Jesus really is the light of the world. And it's because of his light that we never walk in darkness. Would you focus your attention on the video screen before we sing? absence of light, the loss of direction, no frame of reference, the presence of fear and uncertainty, void, and then a light. It starts as a flicker. It's not glaring for all to see, but it's a 
beautiful and mysterious, helping us to see, guiding us, warming us, comforting us. It is growing. It is shining brighter now. In one timeless moment, something of heaven is birthed through the tears of a teenage girl and the cry of a newborn baby king. All of heaven is perched at the edge of the sky, watching, waiting. God is sending the light of heaven into the dark of this world, to the young, to the old, to the weak, to the strong, to the lost, to the found. He is coming to us. He is walking with us. He is dying for us. He is living in us. Our unthinkable darkness is being shattered by unbearable light. And we gather to see, to view with fresh eyes again, the light that all the darkness in the world cannot ever extinguish. Jesus is the light of the world.
stand and sing this with us. Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, 